Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan, a short-form comic book podcast where my goal is to help you find that next fantastic read or discover an old favorite. I cover comics from the golden age to now, indies, and Kickstarter campaigns. You never know what I might cover, but you will know where to find fantastic comics to read at the end of each episode. It's the weekend, and episode 71 of the podcast. It's a perfect time to talk about some of my favorite podcasts as you're going into your weekend. As I did in a previous episode, I brought those podcasters on the show to talk about their podcasts. Billy D gets the beginning and the end of the podcast because he has enough time and energy to run not one, but two podcasts. Kudos to him, because there are times I have enough trouble running my own podcast. The first one up he talks about, A World on Fire, which recently wrapped its first season and covered an all-star squadron's entire run. To me, it's a gem of a comic that still holds up after all these years. The second season's just beginning, and he's talking about Steel the Incredible Man and Freedom Fighters. The other podcast is Magazines and Monsters, covering spooky comics and movies, and, well, you never know what Billy's going to throw in in each episode. Billy has also been on a guest here on this podcast several times. Yesterday, I had him on talking about a Bronze Age Thor 272. Billy makes fantastic guests, and I hope to have him on again soon. Right in the middle is Ross Aiken, who's been a frequent guest on the podcast. He does Stop, Let's Team Up, and I've been a frequent guest on his podcast. I like Ross's knowledge and appreciate his unique perspective on comics and the creators. I hope you enjoy their talking about their podcast. Before I get on to the rest of the episode, I need to brag about myself for a minute. Next week, I will celebrate the first anniversary of the podcast. It'll also coincide with the 75th episode. And yes, I have a special guest lined up that I'm so lucky to have on the show. And you'll have to tune in next week to find out who it will be. Over the year, I tried to have my distinctive style and way of covering comic books. And I try to stand out and be something different. I often go for the underappreciated creators in comic books that might be older, but still are fantastic reads. Everyone, thanks for your support over the past year. I have some fantastic plans for the second year. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Look at the link tree. Follow it on social media, Instagram. Spread the word. I really want the podcast to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering and reading comic books. Now on to today's show. Welcome back to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I talk about a lot of podcasts out there, and there's a lot of great podcasts, but I've been starting a new feature that instead of me talking about a podcast, I thought I'd bring on some of the hosts of the podcast and have them, have them talk about their podcast, what it's about, and try to get more people interested in listening to them. So today I have Billy D, who does a World of Fi- on Fire podcast, and it's an all-star squadron podcast. Billy, mm-hmm. what was the genesis behind this podcast? I mean, what made you decide to do something that's kind of a niche topic? Well, I can tell you the one of the biggest drivers behind it was the fact that I do enjoy podcasts out there where there's a couple of hosts and one is someone that's very, very steeped in the material and the other person, it's kind of new to them. 
because I like hearing that balance uh, between two people. And that was that was one of the big drivers behind it. I had only, you know, read a couple of issues of the series and skimmed through what I had had. And my partner that had started the show with me, Herm, he had been a fan since he was young. So that was a huge driver for me. The material I liked, plus, you know, my co-host uh, was uh, very steeped in it. Is he still involved in the podcast? He is not. He back in uh, January, he stepped aside from podcasting and I uh, recruited two very good friends of mine, uh, Martin Gray, who uh, has a, a blog and does tons of, you know, podcasting uh, guest appearances as well. And then another guy, Sean Ross, who that is part of the Pulp the Pixel Network, where he and his partner, Greg, uh, do some uh, podcasting as well. So those two guys basically alternate uh, with me. And we usually get two issues at a time and uh, we go to town and talk about them. It's like an index show. So we have a really good time. So the podcast has been going on for several years now. Were you kind of like surprised at how popular it took off? And like, wow, people actually like this podcast. And, you know, I've I've got good reception. What what kind of reception have you had overall for the podcast? Yeah, I was not prepared for the deluge of people that love that comic book. I knew, of course, you know, it was a Roy Thomas vehicle. It was early 1980s DC. So I knew there would be some people that would, you know, listen and have a good time, but it's done very, very well. There's been so many uh, great people out there and they interact with the show and stuff like that. So it's really blown me away how well and how much attention it's got. I didn't realize this title was this beloved, but it, it certainly is. Have you drawn in a lot of new fans to the comic book and not just us old geezers that have been around forever? You know, I actually, for me personally, when I started the account on Twitter for the show, uh, it's at all squadron. I had a huge influx of people that I had never interacted with before, as well as a Facebook page for the show as well. It really did bring uh, a lot of new people into my, you know, podcasting, uh, uh, purview. And I mean, I'm sure most of them are probably, you know, I would say at least thirties, forties, but it's, it's great. Like I said, it's, it's great. It's brought so many new and very nice people, uh, into the fold here that I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So how much research do you go into with each of these episodes? Cause they're about an hour long, which is a pretty good size. And what, what kind of sources did you use for your resource or research? If you do any, so not a whole lot, it's, it's basically, uh, when the show first started, uh, my partner and I, Herm, we had we we wanted to do uh, two things. We wanted to talk about the issues and what we loved about them, and maybe if there was something that we didn't love about them, but mostly positive things. You know what we liked about them. We really tried to concentrate on the positives, and then also he was a big here. He is a big history buff, so especially World War II era. So we also had a segment where he would uh, talk about some of the real world tie-ins from uh, the World War II era with the comic, which, you know, sometimes from one issue to the next. And as the series went on, those things kind of dwindled a bit. It was more just, you know, about superheroing. But those were the two things we had set out to, you know, accomplish and talk about. And I think we did pretty good. So you are on episode 38. And Mm -hmm. you just covered issues 60 and 61. Mm-hmm. So you are at the twilight of the series. Do you have anything big planned for the end of the podcast? Well, you know, uh, a mutual friend of ours as well jumped in on an episode. Uh, Ross from uh, Stop Let's Team Up, great guy. 
So what I'm hoping to do is have uh, all three of those guys, Mark, Sean, and then Ross as well, join me for the last episode and, you know, have a really good send off there and talk about, you know, just the series overall and, you know, what we liked about it and, you know, how much joy it brought us. So, yeah, we're hoping to have a, a really good, nice, big episode there at the end. Yeah, even though it's, it's it's shortly winding down, this is still a great podcast. And if you've never heard about the All-Star Squadron, this actually makes a good companion with reading the series. Because, yeah, the All-Star Squadron for me growing up, it was one of my favorite Roy Thomas books at the time. I know you've got another podcast that we're going to talk about in another episode, but do you have any other podcasts, maybe Earth 2-centric, possibly in the future? You know, there were a couple of things I was kicking around because I did buy some Earth 2 uh, and other Earths uh, adjacent uh, material. So I'm, I'm still kind of kicking that around, but we'll see. You know, it's a, it's, I have a lot going on right now. So I was almost looking forward to a little bit of a break with uh, All-Star Squadron kind of winding down here. We'll see. All right. All right before <laughs> we wrap this little segment on your podcast, Will and Fire, do you have any closing comments about it that you'd like to make? Yeah, I just wanted to say anybody that hasn't given it a try yet, you know, please go to episode one, give it a try and uh, see what you think, you know, because I think it's a, a very good show. We, we really uh, pour our hearts into it. And even when, you know, the original co-host of mine uh, left, uh, Martin Sean stepped in and they were, again, huge fans of this series since they were younger. So they kind of still bring that same uh, exuberance for it that they've had for a very long time. So, yeah, definitely uh, give a listen. All right. Thanks, Billy. Again, it's a world on fire. All-Star Squadron podcast. The link will be in the show notes. Billy, thanks again for joining me for this episode. Thanks for having me on, Ron. There's your recording in progress. Uh, Today, I'm bringing on Ross Aiken. One of the things I've been doing on my podcast, Fantastic Comic Con podcast, is I was at one time just talking about podcasts. And I thought it'd be much more effective if I had actual podcasters coming in and talking about their individual podcasts. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, but there's a lot of great podcasts that get lost in the shuffle or don't get enough spotlight that I think they should deserve. One of them is Ross Aiken's Stop Let's Team Up podcast that comes out pretty much like three times a week. He does one segment on the Defenders right now, does another segment on the Legion of Superheroes. And the third segment, which is a kind of a rotation, depending on what's on his mind. So what was the genesis, Ross, of this podcast? Um, I do two, I do a Doctor Who podcast that's twice a month and I with with partners, which I've enjoyed. But um, in the last like six, eight months, I've been drawn back to my comic comics were my first nerd love. And I saw these, you know, I listened to Billy D on uh, all of t- um, the All-Star Squadron podcast. I listened to A World on Fire, World on Fire. I listened to um, other comic podcasts. I jump in and out and I said, I wanted to do one. And I and I wanted to do it so badly that I didn't wait to find a partner because I've always done it as a two people. And so I love team ups. I love team ups and team books because team books are are my genre within the genre of comics. So I just decided I was going to talk about that. And I, you know, and I have made friends, acquaintances with other podcasters and other comic book people on the Internet. And that even before I did this, like Jennifer DeRoss, me and her, you know, I chatted with her when she was getting her book out. And then I've been, you know, we, you know, we discussed chat and you know i bought one of her annotated ones and i uh, sometimes i would chat with you know 
engage with other people. I'm a big follower of the golden age of comics podcast, his feed. He's really good. And, you know, and I started to kind of make friends with him. And I, you know, I wanted to do one on my own. So I just did it. I wanted one that was mine, that, you know, it was, and something I love so much, which is, you know, superhero comics. You know, How long I just it? love it so much. I wanted to talk about it. How long has your podcast been going now? Uh, I think, I don't really know when the first episode went up, about six months. Gotcha. Six months. Six months. And- I, it was very sporadic at first. I had to get in the groove and learn how to, I had to learn how to do it solo because there's a huge difference from having a conversation like we're having. Exactly. Then, and to find how I was going to present it because I don't want to do you know, I'm doing a synopsis and it's, they're really like, and I'm not a person who likes, I was a theater person. I don't really like reviewers, but I'm not reviewing them. I'm giving a critique and maybe some. Um, Playing some seeds. Yeah. And also show context in when you read comics and because I'm big on the thing of when you devout, when you're exposed to art and when you reevaluate it or when you read it, you know, it's always different. And I kind of want to pull, start pulling stuff from my childhood and going, this is how I interpreted it 40 years ago. But now, see, this still holds up 40. And, you know, I'm doing Legion. And sometimes I'm like, hey, it's a, I will go to the pat answer. It's a very nice Silver Age comic book. <laughs> because sometimes they're not, you know, it's, they're, they're, not, all, they're not all gems. They're just, you know. they're not all gems. And they, they were disposable entertainment and very short. Were you surprised with uh, how really see the five podcast has been among the fans? Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I'm not getting giant numbers. Um, I don't get numbers per episode that I say with my Doctor Who one. And Doctor Who, there's a ton of competition. There's a different competition with the superhero, with the comic ones I see, because we all kind of pick very niche markets. You know, I yes. mean, they're the bigger ones on YouTube and stuff that are doing review. Like um, I followed Near Mint Condition, which I like a great deal because it kind of lets me see which part covers I want to buy. Exactly. You know, it's he's 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 presenting new materials, presenting what's coming out, and he gives you a very, you know, he doesn't do a hard review. He does like this is what if you like it, you know, why you should buy it or why you, you know, he doesn't tell you not to buy anything. He's he shows this is a something you're going to like, you may like, and you should check it out. And I appreciate that because I don't want someone to tell me don't read it as garbage because I get to decide that. And there's a tons and tons of comic book podcasts. It's at times kind of hard to find your niche and differentiate yourself from the uh, competition. So you, you bring a lot of guests on to your podcast, Ross. Uh, what were some of the guests that you were really happy? I mean, you're not going to tell me ones that you didn't like, but what were some of the guests that you really, really enjoyed? I've, on? I've had fun. You've been on a couple of times. I enjoyed it. I've had Billy D on twice, um, Billy uh, from that. And he's also doing Zany Haney his Brave and the Bold podcast, which I'm looking forward to. and hadn't, hadn't come out yet. Um, and I've had Jennifer Ross on twice. I've talked to her about coming back on uh, to cover a team up. Um, and I had Marty Gray, um, who's, uh, and I've got some others coming up. I just, I've enjoyed all of them because I'm, I invite them for hopefully with a, for a topic that they're, you know, Marty Gray came in and talked Lee Silver Age Legion with me. <coughs> Excuse me. And so I'm kind of reaching out and I'm trying to make friends. Oh, and Jim Fetters, who's going to, he's probably going to be on, I'm going to have him back a lot because we're doing, uh, 
we did the first 12 issues of Legion three boot, and then we did reboot. We're kind of going in the wrong order. And we and him are going to get together hopefully soon and talk all the different origins of the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, that would be an awesome episode. So yeah, yeah. when you put your episodes together, how much research do you do? Um, Depending. For, okay. Not a lot. I mean, I pick what I'm going to read uh, with the Legion uh, and the defenders, I'm reading them in order. So I do a quick Google search. And I think that the Marvel fandom base and the DC fandom base are pretty good for basic stuff. And they got some good trivia. I've got some reference books. You know, I've got uh, the first Legion compendium from um, Tomorrow's. Um, but most of it's it's about reaction to the actual story. I do kind of go through and see who's who. Um, and I will, and I do like to mention the era when it's written. And if it's something like, a, if I see something in it that's of a historical context, I may look. But the, for the most part, it's just a reaction to the story. Um, uh, and it's set, not in a bubble, but you know, but gotcha. I look at it. And it's also, I'm, I'm interested in when I have people on, I will always wanna ask them their, their origin story with comics. That's stuff that interests me. Um, the creator stuff, sometimes if it's a big creator, like, you know, um, I, I did a little, I'm doing the Joe Forte, John Forte era of Legion. And I noticed his art was progressed, it changed. Uh, started to, and I'm like, oh, it's, and it's just, and I'm assuming it is just natural evolution of an artist. They always, you know, it's always constantly in uh, flux. Uh, in flux. Uh, but I did a little research and I didn't realize he died in 1965. Oh, I didn't either. No. No, he got, he died of, um, he had two surgeries for colon cancer and died. So that's why he left the book. This is the last thing he did. Legion, he did a, a run of about 60 issues of Legion. Gotcha. Okay. So, and stuff like that. It's finding that. And I didn't know that much about him. I knew that I liked him and I used to make fun of it. Everybody was lined up at least once an issue with their name plaque in front of them, because that was just the way you just, you know, pass information onto the kids. But, um, but I don't, I really, it's a lot of more reading at a couple times and then, and having the dates and the notes in front of me and just talking about it and how it, I react to it. It's, um, I don't want to be like you said, the talking heads a little bit. I, I'm more of like, this is a story and how it, this is a story and what I think of it. I hope you gotcha. please go check it in. And I, you know, I wish I got more, you know, all podcasters, we do this and I think, um, to get responses um i would love to have more emails and so i could i would do more of that more follow-up they don't do like, very much of that yeah they don't we don't but see and most of us we all i mean there's a group of people i i chat with online or message or reply to tweets because i use i use twitter as my main social media it's easier for me um because i've got day job and a wife and uh, life and if you oh, can really? tell folks yeah and if you can tell i'm i'm on the first day of zero fever covid right now um so stuff happened the real world interrupts into my superhero world so you've done defenders recently you've been doing the adventures of uh legion of superhero and adventure comics what other things would you like to possibly be doing in the future um i wouldn't mind doing some avengers stuff because avengers is my it's like legion is my you know it's one of my big ones um 
the Ostrander Suicide Squad would be something I want to, you know, touch on. It's um, it, they finally got it all out in trade, and I picked up the Silver Age Suicide Squad trade. Um, I've read some of the more recent Suicide Squads, and they've been entertaining and and better reads than I thought they would be. But I've not read all of it. Uh, but I'm a big fan of that Ostrander. There's there's that era post right post crisis where I think there's a lot of really good stuff. Um, yes, that there was. needs to be talked about. Um, and um, I'm a big JSA fan and a Starman fan, so I haven't really touched on that. There isn't really a Starman podcast. If I was ever going to do something separate from this, that's maybe because Starman is kind of my number one hero. He had been since the Robinson. The Robinson series was uh, is probably my favorite comic book of all time. Gotcha. Flat out. Nothing. Not everything else. There's some, and you know, I've got that big. You know, I keep walking by my shelf and looking at that uh, All Star Squad, uh, All Star Comics trade that has all the '70s All Star comics and then the Adventure JSA, all that oh, 19 glorious 1970. That is a great run of Justice Society. It's one yeah, of it my is. Favorite. You know, so I. But I'm not trying not to step on. I know Billy's got plans for other things, um, and I'm kind of like. I don't want, he's kind of, it's, there are things that like I'm doing defenders, but I'm a, I'm a regular listener of tighten up the defense. Yes. I know which one. It's a great podcast. And because it is irreverent. And if any comic book deserves irreverency, it is the defenders. Uh, me and Billy just did an episode. You were nice enough to come on and do Marvel feature one. Billy came on and did defenders one. And as good as I like the Roy stuff up, to defender one and as much as i really love the Angleheart stuff of defenders hits its groove when steve gerber takes over yeah i agree with you yes he does it, it really it, it hits its groove and i can't wait to get to that stuff because it is so i read that as a child <laughs> and, and missed out on it and then when i read it again as a teenager i got and i was a little angsty teenager i got the anti-establishment stuff much better Ross, I want to thank you for coming on and talking about the podcast today. I believe Stop Let's Team Up is available pretty much on all the platforms, correct? Yes, it is. You got any parting words before we uh, sign off for the day? No, but uh, just check out more comic podcasts. Uh, there are a lot of ones out there. Um, go on the interweb. Uh, it, there's a bunch of good ones out there. There's, um, as I said, Tighten Up the Defense. I'm a big fan of Jane Miles' um, uh, explain the x-men it's it's a good listen to as an older guy listening to people of a younger generation discuss something as complicated as the x-men and also have a kind of social con conscience um so and ch definitely check out yours and billy's it just there's a lot of good comic stuff out there awesome ross again thanks for coming on talking about your uh podcast and we will be recording more stuff soon i'll talk to you again all right thanks sir Welcome back to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I've been starting a regular feature where I'm actually bringing in hosts and co-hosts of podcasts. I was at one time talking about the podcast, but I thought it would be more effective to bring on the hosts and talk about their podcast. Now, in the previous one, I brought on Billy D, who did uh, A World on Fire, an All-Star Squadron podcast. And because he has no life and lots of time on his hands, he decided, mm -hmm. to, he decided to start a second one called Magazines and Monsters, which has been going on for about 50 episodes now. Tell everybody a little bit about this particular podcast. 
So Magazines and Monsters is basically, uh, there's a main feed, main show where I just talk about superhero-ish comics. And then every other episode, I talk about a classic sci-fi horror movie from, you know, 50s, 60s, and even into the 70s. That's, that's what that main feed show is about. Okay. Do you have guests on it on a regular basis? Yes, absolutely. I did start out uh, just doing things solo, and I found it extremely difficult to get motivated to just sit there and talk into the mic uh, with myself. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try to get some guests on. And I did find that there are people more than willing to talk about comics and definitely a ton of people that like to talk about some of the uh, same films that I really like too, which is like I said, your classic horror and sci-fi stuff. Like I'm a huge hammer studios fan. So I've been talking a lot of hammer this year. Gotcha. Uh, how long has this podcast been going on? Oh, I think this past March was three years. Now, my really? first year, yeah, my first year was very spotty because that was mostly just me for the first few months here and there putting some stuff out. And then uh, I had gotten a couple of people on the regular to talk to me about some films. So, yeah, it's it's been about three years now. Hey, about how often do you put out an episode? Every two weeks. Pretty good. Pretty good. So you talked about some of the comic books that you've talked about. What are some of the topics you've talked about in the past? So, yeah, comic book wise in the past, I've talked about uh, everything from, uh, you know, crazy Bronze Age stuff is is kind of like my jam. So I love to talk about crazy Bronze Age material. So if it has anything to do with, you know, the Steve Gerbers of the world, Steve Engelhart, I really do kind of focus in on creators a lot where, you know, it's kind of like in the every other episode too. When I talk about films, I talk a lot about one studio and that's hammer studio. So I talk about a lot of those, but like defenders, uh, iron man, I've talked crazy silver age, Batman comics. I get a kick out of those too. I've had people on to talk about Superman silver age. So a lot of silver and bronze age talk in the comics. And you've done a lot of the, uh, hammer stuff that's kind of like your favorite type mm-hmm. hammer is your favorite uh thing yep yeah why mm-hmm. why why are you such I'm a, I'm a big hammer fan too but hammer is kind of like dated in a lot of ways and a lot of possibly newer people don't know about hammer so what, what's so great about hammer i know and you know but what about somebody out there who's just like one of these newbies that we keep floating around the comic realm and and, and movie realm yeah for anybody that's a fan of newer films Um, If you get hung up on uh, special effects like computer generated stuff, Hammer will be definitely an acquired taste. But if you really love uh, seeing a film that had a very meager budget, but the acting, the script and some practical effects uh, do a very good job, you will love Hammer because they were able to put out for about 12 years. I feel like they were unrivaled with uh, horror and some sci-fi films that they just with with very little money put out some very quality films that still stand up you know again like i said not from an effect standpoint obviously because there were no computers then you know they were in their heyday from the late 50s to the late 60s early 1970s on the podcast what do you got coming up in the future so I do. I did take a quick little break uh, from Hammer recently and did a made-for-TV uh, horror film that was actually supposed to be a pilot. 
Uh, I'm going to definitely focus on some more of those this fall around Halloween, but definitely be throwing more hammer out there. And then comic book wise, it'll be the gamut. You know, I'm going to have some uh, returning guests on that are going to talk about some crazy stuff like Gerber stuff and some Engelhart. Oh, it's going to be crazy. It's just, I, I love talking again, silver and bronze because just the silver for how crazy it was. And then the bronze for how the creators were starting to try to turn a corner more towards a little bit more serious stuff and, you know, tackle some social issues and things like that. So I really love it. Again, the podcast is called Magazines and Monsters. Billy, do you have any final words before I wrap this little segment up? No, just to say that anybody, you know, drops by, uh, I thank you for listening in and, uh, you know, you can uh, find me on Twitter. I'm sure Ron will have all that in notes. And yeah, if you have a, you know, a favorite movie you want me to talk about or that I just talked about and you want to have some feedback or some dialogue about it, please reach out to me. I absolutely love it. Again, it's Magazine and Monsters. That's one of two podcasts he does. The other one is The World on Fire, the All-Star Squadron podcast. Again, those will be in the show notes. And Billy, thanks again for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you stick around for future episodes. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Recommend it to comic fans. With this episode, I've added a link tree to the show notes, allowing you easy access to the comic fan podcast, platforms, and social media accounts. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want the podcast to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. Again, thanks so much for listening. See you next time.